necessarily give advice and take advice. You know, all these people that, that are fighting for all this justice and all this, whichever side of the aisle you're on, if you're going that much out your way to, to fight for these causes that really don't even affect you and don't affect your personal life, like, what are you running from? you got to be running from something. You're one day, one action. I could be in his shoes if I don't change myself. And I could be facing a homicide charge if I don't change the way I'm going. You know, it was one one action and one event put him in the, that, that specific room. Other than that, he was just like a regular guy like you and me. That scared the hell out of me. Thing. But I didn't like when people would tell me to put it on. And that's when yeah. I would explode with anger. And I'd be yeah. in the middle of Wawa cursing people out. And then that happens a couple of times. And now my girl won't go to the store with me. Holy shit. <laughs> like, I didn't realize how much that I felt good doing it. Yeah. Back to the dumbest guy in the room, everybody. Uh, the host, Bill McDale. I got uh, my co-host, Eddie Carroll, here. Uh, today, I have a very special guest. I'm very excited about this one. Um, you know, we grew up together. We went to uh, went to school, got in a lot of trouble together. Um, and it's been a long time, man. You know, that's – I always talk shit on, like, um, Facebook and Twitter and say, like, how bad it is, dude. But it also does good, right? Like, I get to post these. Uh, but I also get to reconnect with people uh, like Mike Gennel. So thanks for coming on, brother. Can you uh, can you just introduce yourself to uh, the listeners? Give a little background of uh, who you are, what you do, and uh, we'll dig deeper into your story, brother. Yeah, sounds good. My name is Mike Gennel from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Currently, I'm a HVAC installer technician. That's not that's not what I originated as. Grew up with Bill. Grew up with Eddie. Uh, like they said, got in a lot of trouble, had a lot of way, way too much fun and thought, thought I could take life the easy way and thought I knew better constantly until, you know, life, life really came around and smacked the hell out of me. And finally just had to, to, to figure out the right way to do things. And, and since I started doing the right thing, my life has been nothing but blessings. And it's been incredible since then. I don't have a lot, but I love what I have and I'm so grateful for it. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, man. Can you, uh, let's go back to like the beginning, right? So like, I like to look back at our past and I should say my past, but obviously you were part of my past and kind of see where we all kind of branched off, right? Because when you look at all of our friends and me and you were, we were kind of close. I don't know how close you guys were, but we were were kind of close, dude. And, and then, uh, you know, at times we would kind of break apart and somehow I would always end up hanging out with you again. And then it just, it disappears. Right. And it's crazy. Yeah. All out of nowhere. yeah and one of those times that we hung out, we didn't know it was going to be the last time we hung out. Right. It's kind yeah, of crazy. It's crazy to think about. It is dude, but it happened. Right. And I like yep. to kind of look back and see why, like, why did I go to go? Why did I go from me and Eddie sitting in my parents' basement all the time, drinking, getting drunk, dude, <laughs> think we're having fun and living living the best life to me continuing to drink dabble in some drugs and then eddie just go full head in to, to the drug side yeah and like some people like i had pat brian on i don't know if you know pat brian pat brian yeah, got huge into fitness dude like the dude's a fitness yeah. guru incredible. 
So like, but we were all one group. So how in the world, where did you, where do you think your story started when, uh, like what, what yeah, what point do you think you broke off and why? I mean, I found at that point in time, I found a priority that was greater than friendship. That was greater than family. That was greater than anything I had going on. And it ended up being drugs and and that's kind of where I dipped off. And it was it's a selfish way of thinking, but I needed to, to fulfill my habits more than anything in the world. And you guys, no offense, but nobody around the neighborhood was helping me to do it. And I had to go find ways to do it myself. And just throughout the months, throughout the weeks, throughout the years, it just it didn't stop for a long time. And, you know, my love of drugs and my love of the fast life took me away from everybody that I was really friendly with yeah. and you know everybody you guys both you went down the road with drinking a little bit Eddie went down the road with drugs and we all branched off it seemed like at almost like the same exact time which is crazy to think about yeah. I mean I don't know if it was for you two but like it's just almost like the same time like right after high school the next two three years after high school is when I just stopped seeing everybody yeah. all together anybody yeah. I could call a friend at least yeah, dude. You know, I, I don't know about you, man, but when you look back and you say, I stopped seeing my friends, like, we're like, we really ever friends, right? Like, I look at my friends now as people that want to see me do good. Yeah. And I look at my friends as I want them to do good. I don't yeah. want to watch you get fucked up and laugh at you. I don't want you to lose your job and, make, and think it's funny. I, I want to tell you when you're fucking up. Like, I want to be honest and be like, yo, dude, you need to start moving, dude. Start doing something. You know, like, point out the flaws and not laugh at them. So, like, I think that our group, man, we were all so lost as kids back then, dude, in our our thing that, you know, we thought we were all good friends and we would do things for each other. But at the end of the day, we were all kind of very selfish, right? Yeah, we we all were like that. To be honest. Because, I mean, if you think about it, it was like – there has to be like 80, 85% of us all got like messed up into like either alcohol or drugs and have gone to either rehab or got into a program at one point or another. I know a few people that got better uh, with like drugs and alcohol and then like had like five years sober, clean and went back and started like they, now they can socially drink. Um, but uh, like a huge number from the neighborhoods, like of people got like messed up into drugs and alcohol. Yeah, crazy, crazy number. And then is it a coincidence that we all ended up meeting each other and, and finding each other back then? Yeah. You know, I, I think I was looking, I think I was lost already. Like, well, yeah. not lost, but confused and didn't know what the hell I wanted seeking attention at the time. And, and everybody was, it seemed like everybody was kind of on the same page, you know? Right. Yeah, dude, I, I do. I 100% agree with that. That's why 85% of us went down that path, dude, because we all attracted to each other. We were all lost. Yeah. We all had our demons that we were dealing with and had no idea who the hell we are. Yeah. I bring this up all the time, man. Like, I talk about pride a lot and I talk about the negatives of pride, pride in general. Uh, and I talk about that because that's what I was filled with back then, dude. I was filled yeah. with pride. Like this right here, dude, Parkwood. 
This is this is pride. Oh yeah. yeah, dude. Oh my God's the right thing to say. <laughs> I got it. I got two one five on my chest. There you go, dude. I got the Philly stuff down on my leg. So like, yeah. but what is that of you? Like, what is the two one five? Like, what does that make up of you? It's almost like we we were searching so hard to instead of finding ourselves, we decided we were going to define ourselves by something else because it kind of relieved some of that that uh that that pain that we didn't yeah. understand, right? So like Parkwood, for example, I would do what Parkwood wanted to do. I would agree with what Parkwood agreed with. If Parkwood was fighting Somerton, I hate Somerton. Bill yeah. McDowell didn't hate anybody from Somerton. I didn't know anybody from Somerton. <laughs> right, dude? But I hated them. It, yeah. made no, it makes no sense. So I look at like life that way now, and I try to find those things. So for you, uh, do you think that pride or any of that like kind of helped you cope with uh not knowing who Mike Gennel was at that time oh 100 that was my identity the the Parkwood neighborhood the, the Philly and then when I left Philly for for Lancaster like then I wanted to be the guy from Philly like I wanted that to define who I was and I wanted to be known for the crazy shit that goes on in the Philly and then I lived up to, I tried to live up to that reputation I always had to prove that I was that guy or do whatever I thought would help uh, uh, someone look for, um, you know, satisfy that, that identification, you know, and, and I always wanted to be somebody that I, I wasn't, like, I wasn't a thug. I wasn't a, a gangster. And like, like you said, like I drove around Summerton with people in cars looking for kids to beat up, not knowing who the hell anybody there was. <laughs> like, it didn't make no sense. Looking back on it, that's, that's borderline retarded. Yeah, dude. You know? <laughs> I it really is, dude. It a hundred, it a hundred percent is, bro. And I guess like the the reason I I really like to bring that up because I think that in today's world it's happening and it's happening at a mass scale of yeah. of yeah. pride and people get people get offended when I say I don't agree with with pride because I I don't necessarily think it's all bad. Right. Like, I think that I think that we should be able to associate. Like, I think we should be able to meet and talk because we have these similarities. The issue lies is when that's the only person you're talking to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. hundred percent. How did you escape it? Yeah. Putting putting your whole identity into one basket and not finding common differences and and, uh, similarities with other people is not that can't be a good thing. Then you're going you're going at the mom mentality just like we did you're you're kind of swayed whatever they think you got to think and you can't find any common ground and in that case you can't learn grow and experience things from other people either because you're not you're blind you're not listening you so automatically what, tune them out what helped you escape that and and uh and i don't like to say i know who bill mcdale is i know who i am today but i don't want to be the same person tomorrow right i want to be better i want tomorrow i want to be better than this version of me so when i when you look at at yourself and you you realized right at some point you had to realize that this isn't me this isn't what i want yeah so how did you get how did you get yourself up and out of that mindset uh to be honest it was sitting sitting in a jail i've been to a bunch of different jails and just sitting in that sitting in those cells and sitting specifically Lancaster County prison is a, a, is a place where you're doing 22 and two in general population. So you're sitting all day long with nothing but your thoughts. 
And when I would sit there and I'd look at the, I'm sitting next to people and eating lunch with people that are fighting homicides. There's rapists walking by, like, like real bad people and real shitty people in this world. And I know I'm not like one of them, but I'm still sitting and eating lunch with them at the same time. So it kind of gave me the, like, I don't want my life to end up like this. I'm not like these people and I do not want to be here with them. I got to do something better with myself. I want to be somebody. And really, I really wanted to make my family proud. Like, you know, friends and family proud. You know, I wanted to be somebody that could count on, be somebody that can show up, be somebody like that. And I have a bunch of tools. So I want to be somebody that can always, you know, help you with projects. I wanted to be that guy. Not just sitting there around those people, though, around those, those like, legit bad people. Like, it made me realize that, hey, I'm not really a badass. I'm not really like one of these people. And I don't want to live with them. I don't want to be like them. I want to be better. When was the... When was the last time, if you don't feel comfortable answering anything that I'm asking you, dude, you know, just let me know and not a problem. I can edit this later too. It's yeah, not like we're live right now, right? Uh, but when, when's the last time uh, you went to jail? Uh, about three, three or four years ago now, maybe three years or four years this September. Okay. And so you so Eddie was getting weeks. married? Eddie yeah. was maybe getting married. Yeah. No, because he's not sure. <laughs> yeah, we're still not sure. Sorry, Lenny. Snitch, <laughs> I, mean, I got snitched email. <laughs> so I got a problem coming up on eight years clean. So we've been married for six. Yeah. Six years, man. And, and that's amazing. When you went I into all that. Yeah. When you went into jail. Did you have a significant? I don't. I don't know who your significant other is right now. But did you have a significant other, or did you uh, connect with her after the fact? It was kind of literally right in the middle. I I I, uh, I met her, and a week later, I ended up getting locked up. It was a probation violation for a missed appointment. So like no new charges or anything extreme, but still, I still didn't do what I was supposed to. I still don't show up to what I was supposed to do. You know, and. Um, I had my mom, I was on the jail phone calling my mom to tell her to look her up on Facebook so I could get her number because I really, I really liked the girl a lot. You know, she was a sweetheart and angel. And I just didn't want her to think I wasn't answering her, like if she was texting or calling me. So that was my original point. At the same time, thinking this girl's never going to talk to me again, but at least I'd have peace of mind that she knows I'm not ignored, you know. And, and she, you know, she was pretty calm about it as far as everything goes and we linked up again after and kind of started started our life from there it's during COVID so things you know I, that's kind of when my life started your that life was, started when you were born brother all of that's a good experience for you man I, I do truly believe that I think maybe the 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 the, the finding yourself maybe right like I I don't like to, I just personally don't like to look and say, this is when my life turned around. I really don't know like, because all of that stuff that happened to you, brother, like there had to be a reason that that bad yeah. stuff happened. You would have never met, you would have never met your significant other yeah. had you not it. been arrested. You know yeah. what I mean? So did, did she know about your past before you got arrested for the, uh, for the uh, misdemeanor? She knew I had gotten in trouble, but I don't think she knew all the details about uh, every little thing. But I tried, I tried to be fairly open with people when I first meet them. You know, I was on probation at the time, and I do have a history of uh, 
drugs and things of that nature. And I don't think it'd be fair. Like, I mean, I mean you're, you're right. Like maybe my life didn't start then, but I tried to, you know, be considerate of others at that time, you know, things might happen. And if it does, like, I'm sorry, type of deal ahead of, ahead of time, you know? So she was accepted of that. And I'm actually really shocked. Hey, dude, there's really, like, I, I can tell you something about my wife. Yeah. There's no reason my wife should be with me, dude. Like, yeah, I started talking to my wife when I, I was in a halfway house when I was talking to her. No and, kidding. like, when I, like, got home, I was down in Florida. She was back in PA. And when we went, like, on our first date, like, I, like, kind of, like, broke it down to her and, like, let her know, like, go, like, this is me. This is who I am. This is my history. And, like, yeah. if for some unforeseen reason, I fall back into that, run. Yeah. yeah like, get your shit and run, because yeah. I'm going to take you for everything you got. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's that's not funny in a funny sense, but that's funny that you thought the same way I did. Yeah. You know, I think that shows character, though, at the same time. I think it shows me a weakness, but, but also character. Mm-hmm. It, it's not easy to do something like that. Yeah. And not at all, man. I think the hardest thing for me to ever do was um, admit that I was that person. Like if I, like I never, I never really been to jail. I've been in a, a, a holding cell for uh, a day for aggravated assault uh, charges, but I never, I, I ended up, I, it was self-defense. I got, luckily uh, they, the judge found me uh, not guilty for self-defense because I was facing like, I think it was 12 years upstate that they wanted oh, to give wow. me. Yeah, it was insane, dude. B- b- huge story. We don't want to get in that, but that's the longest I've ever sat in a, in a cell was a full day. Um, but looking around and seeing these people that I thought I'm never, I'm not like them. I'm not like them. The biggest thing for me, dude, that, that, that changed everything was when I realized that I am capable of being any of them. Yeah. I gotta, I'm capable of it, dude. I don't know what it would take to get there. And that's what I had to think about. Like, what is it that would make me do that? Yeah. What would it take for me to kill somebody? What would it take for me to, to do these things? Because there's something that would get me to do I never thought I would be an alcoholic and yeah. cheating on girls constantly and just not caring about people and fighting my dad and just not like I, I never thought I could get there. So if I can get there, yeah. why can't I go a step further? Now that's you know the, way, the, way, the way you said that. Uh, uh, I Actually, that brings up, like, I think the real defining point for me was uh, I was in there uh, Lancaster County Prison, and there was a kid in the cell next to me who was, um, uh, like, 18 or 19 years old, regular, regular-ass kid, like me, you, Eddie, was really regular, and he was in there fighting a homicide. But me and him hit it off. You know, we hang out, like, cards, ate every day. Like, the, the kid was really cool. You know, I could see him growing up just like me and you. And that's when I realized that the only thing that separates me from him is one day, one action. I could be in his shoes if I don't change myself. And I could be facing a homicide charge if I don't change the way I'm going. You know, it was one one action and one event put him in the, that, that specific room. Other than that, he was just like a regular guy like you and me. And that scared the hell out of me. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a scary thing when you realize that we're all and that's why everybody thinks that they're for the most part I, I feel like most people think that they 
or um, they're innocent. Like they think they're they're good. Like they do something wrong, but they just we can justify so easily why we're not wrong and why somebody else yeah. like hurt like a victim mentality. It's so easy to get sucked into it because we are. I genuinely believe that ninety five percent of the population is a good person. They yeah. have good intentions. It's just that their intentions might not be matching mine. They have a different experience. Like, for example, you, you lived a whole different life than me after we, you have different experiences, dude. So you're going to see the world differently than I do. Yeah. And, and I think that's okay. I, oh, I, I do. And I, but I, I want everybody to do, to do good. And I, I love what I'm hearing from you. Um, let me ask you this, dude, when you, when you, um, when you got out of jail and you talked to, or even when you were in jail and you were talking to your girl, did you ever ask her what she thought when your mom texted or found her on Facebook and told her you were in jail? Like what she actually yeah. felt about that? She kind of, she was happy to be honest with you that, that I uh, went the extra mile to have my mom contact her through Facebook. I, you know, I think it showed her that I, I, I mean, at the time I couldn't say cared about her because I really kind of just met her, but I, I really liked the girl. Like, you know, she there was, was something there. What was that? There, there was something there that, that you couldn't. Yeah, really yeah, exactly. Out. That's yeah. a good way to put it. Yes. Because that's that's kind of crazy, dude. Like I could imagine, you know, like meeting a girl and then a week later, her <laughs> mom or dad texting me yeah. and being like, "Hey, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, you know, Kirsten, but she just got arrested. She's in jail." Yeah. Like I'd be like, a, it'd be kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, "What the hell is going on?" And they, That's they why I asked if she knew you. <laughs> yeah. what, so what are, what are you doing now to stay on the straight and narrow? Are you doing anything now that uh, is keeping, are you going to meetings? Are you like, what is it that you're doing to, to keep yourself from going back to being uh, on the street? Well, I haven't, I haven't been to a meeting in a long time. I used, I used to do them when I was living in South Philly, but um, uh, right now I'm kind of, I don't know exactly. Nothing specific. I'm just uh, trying to be a better person every day. Trying to live up to to high standards for my family, not just my girl and that family, but um, I got a niece now, and my sister needs help with the house all the time, or my dad needs help. He's getting older, so I just every day try to try to just be a good, just be a very good person. Like I, I love the Ten Commandments. I love living by that, and I think you know, love thy neighbor, love thy family. All that. I guess it's more of a religious train of thought than anything. You know, I really want to follow in the footsteps. I think the Ten Commandments are, are like a, a blueprint to being like, if everybody followed them, you can't be a bad person, right? I, I, I agree with you, dude. I think that, um, I and one, I don't think that, uh, I'm not the type of person, I don't go to meet, I haven't, I, I went to meetings maybe for my first year of sobriety, I've been sober now for, it's July, so six years, I don't know what day this month, but one day this month, it's been <laughs> six years, um, but I think the first year, maybe two years, I, I was going to meetings a lot, and they saved my life, so I'm not saying that I, I didn't need, like, if I didn't have them, I would have never found God, I would have never got yeah, back to yeah. that point, um, but I think, I think people can get sober other ways, I think people can stay sober other ways, 
So I, I'm not saying that you need to, I'm not telling you, I'm just asking how you're doing it. And oh, okay, it yeah. seems like you're trying to stay busy and using the Bible as like your, your um, mentor and like reminding yourself, like, how do you do it? Do you have somebody you talk to about things, I guess? Like for me, I need somebody that I can really communicate with um, and not, in the beginning, not my wife. Like I needed some, I needed yeah, other you men. Need somebody from an outside standpoint, kind of. Did yeah, you have that? Like, do you have? Yeah. I mean, the guy, the guy I work with is, is kind of like my, my outlet. I bounce ideas off him. I, I, I talk to him and, and he gives me honest feedback. At least it seems like it's honest feedback of when I'm being an asshole, when I need to apologize, what I could have did better. And, it, it's it, you know a lot of times he, I I bounce ideas off him or tell him what the hell I did and what went down and how right I was and how wrong somebody else was, and then when he puts it from a different perspective, I was wrong and I I ended up apologizing to a lot of people, especially in the, a, a neighbor and me when I first moved up here kept getting into it um, over little things. My dog pooped in his yard. I was picking it up, so I wasn't leaving it, but he still came out screaming. Shoveling snow, well, shoveling snow, and it was getting too close to his driveway. He comes out screaming. And of course, I'm screaming back at him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the days, uh, I'm talking to the guy I work with, and he's telling me that, like, you know, maybe you should just, you know, go up and talk to the guy sometime, you know, see what see what his deal is. Maybe he's angry just like you, or maybe he's frustrated about something. And I pulled up one day, and when he was out front, offered him, said, I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm about to buy a coffee. He want one. And he said, no, thank you. But ever since then, me and him have been, you know, the relationship's totally changed. Turns out he's a uh, pastor uh, or deacon, I'm sorry. And he goes to do like last rites for people. And he's real big into the religious community. So now when I see him walking the dogs and when I see him in general, I end up having like a half hour conversation with him. And it's, I learned so much from the guy. It's incredible. Just from being, letting my pride down for a little bit, being, he said the pride. My pride was too high. Once I let that drop for a little bit, I learned something from the guy. Yeah. It's a good story, dude. Yeah. I, I, it is a really good story. I don't, did you ever have like a neighbor that you, like anybody that you really, I feel like Eddie's a very uh, calm, cool. Like he's yeah, yeah. always I'm, been. I'm like never heard of back. Yeah. I just, um, not really. No, like neighbor wise. Nah. I never seen you like lose it ever. I try not to. Not that I know. But I do, like, when I get angry, a lot of times, like, I'll either stuff it and eventually explode or, like, um, like, especially my wife keeps me grounded. You know what I'm saying? So it's, like, she'll kind of just, like, yo, like, you're freaking out of control right now. Like, take a minute. And then, like, I'll go take a minute and then I'll, like, kind of, like, do, like, a quick, like, reflection and, like, yeah. what triggered me like what's put me in this position to get so angry and then like realize that like it was over something stupid and like meaningless that like really <laughs> yep. doesn't affect my life whatsoever in like the grand scheme of things and yeah. then like I, I do that pretty consistently like at work like instead of getting like pissed off like like this past week uh, we were supposed to finish a job on Friday. Now it's running into, I think they got us on the schedule until Tuesday. It should have been done last week, but the first day uh, material was missing. They didn't order us the scissor lifts. Like the scissor lifts I don't think came until freaking Wednesday. 
So like it was just like one thing after another, and like instead of getting like pissed off about it, it's just kind of like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's there's nothing I can do about it, and yeah, that was like, all it's it's control. not my problem. It's not my fault. So I kind of just let it go instead of getting like pissed off. Like what the fuck? Like what is this company doing? Like they got to get their shit together. Like I just kind of <laughs> like all right, it is what it is, man. Like it, it happens. Um, miscommunication, whatever the case may be like and you just kind of do what you can in that time and make it work yeah do the best you can with what you have yeah it's hard in the moment though yeah yeah that's the key dude like that's what i i I feel like when you when you know how like one thing I, i i i started i got into like motivational people and i got into it for a little bit like self help stuff I think yeah. it's good i think it's good the problem with a lot of that stuff man is they don't really they don't they pretend like that's how they are 24 7 yeah they're like yeah. they're giving you these these things that are good and they will help you the problem is they don't remind you that they still have that in the moment moments yeah right yeah yeah because i, I don't know i really don't know and maybe it is achievable, right? Maybe it's just I haven't achieved it yet. And I'm yeah, okay with that. But I feel like recognizing the fact that you do have the in-the-moment thing where you are down on yourself or you're angry or I snap and I do those things. I, it happens, but it's learning from that to make it happen a little less. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? Like I do. I want it to happen a little less than, than it's happening. And... One of the ways I do that, man, is I feel like, and I don't know about you guys, dude, but what I see is the things that irritate me about other people. Like when I get irritated at somebody else doing something, it's typically because I see myself in them. So like they're doing something that I don't like about myself. So when I learned that, I started to be able to change a lot faster because they were it's like I can watch people and once I feel irritated, maybe I react anger, whatever. I give that initial reaction, but I can quickly look at it and be like, man, this is what irritated me. Am I doing that? Right. Yeah. And then I, and then I start to see myself actually doing the same thing they're doing. And I'm able to, to start pulling it back a little bit and not yeah. do that thing. And that's why for me, dude, that's why I think me and my parents had such a, a rough relationship because I am my parents and I hate it myself. So I would look at them and see me and I never, and we didn't get along until I started to accept myself. Now, do you see that at all? Like, is that, am I crazy or is that no, like, I mean, I, I definitely wow, get what you're right. saying. I might be, I don't know. dude. Yeah. I mean, like, so like for me, like I've learned like over the years of like being like in the program and stuff, like I learned like how to like reflect pretty quickly on like my actions like yesterday i'm trying to put the kids he got one of those like drivable car things um so i'm, I'm putting it together he just got it for his birthday and he's picking up the tires he's throwing the tires he's jumping in the car when it's not done like i and like i like kind of like snapped because he's like throwing washers around and i like yelled at him and then like quickly like i'm just like He's a kid, he's man. A kid. He's a kid. He's, a, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Like, yep. it's my fault I didn't do it during while he was napping. It's my fault that yep. 
I didn't close the garage door because I wanted him to like be able to come and go as he pleases. And like I shouldn't have put them in his reach. So like I had to like pick him up, like apologize to him because like he like he gets upset when I yell at him. And like he because he doesn't understand, he's only two. And so like I was able to like quickly like reflect on like dude like what are you doing like it's it's not his fault he's doing what he's supposed to be doing yeah and like he's excited he sees his car he knows it's for him so like he just wants to get in and go even though it's in pieces right now i had to put it together like he doesn't he doesn't understand that so like i had to like pick him up and like kind of apologize and like even though he probably doesn't even understand that, but like I think he can feel the emotion. He can feel oh, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So like I've learned to be able to like realize quickly, like when I get angry or if I get upset about something. First off, like why am I getting upset? What part did I play in it? And then like either apologize or talk it out with somebody. Yep. Whether it's that person or with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's that person or somebody else, exactly right. Even if it's yeah. not that person, the other person you talk to, it can bring it to your attention that you were not being, you were out of line, you know, yeah. and, and that makes you, helps you self-reflect also. Yeah. And dude, and I, I think it's... talk to that person anyway. I love that you say that, dude. I think the what I love about what you said, man, is the fact that you were able to take the criticism when the guy you, how long did you know the guy you worked with for, before like you guys, before he like gave you that type of advice? Uh, about two years. So like to be able to take that in and not snap on him is bigger, is, is, a, is, is way, way bigger than you actually going and doing it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. Because most of the time, if somebody, if you go to somebody like, dude, this dude, we keep fighting too, like, da da da, and they turn around and they're like, because this is what most people would say to you, anyways, like, you know, or they either just go along with you and they feed yeah, into it. So they're yeah. egging you on, they're making you feel right. So they're just, yeah. they keep in your echo chamber because they want you to fail. Um, or they'll be like, yeah, dude's probably, or they're, and then they're leaving, probably saying it's this dude's fault. But for somebody to sit there and start questioning it and being like, well, you know, maybe he's going through something, maybe this, maybe that. And for you to be like, maybe you're right. Maybe he does, is going through something and then, and then doing it. Yeah. Dude, that's yeah, that, like, that's huge, bro. Huge. I don't know what, I don't even know what made me possess it, but that one action or maybe uh, uh, possessed me to uh, uh, do it in the moment because I was angry at him at that moment that I pulled Man. up on him. You know, but but that one actually doing that one thing and the way it changed our whole relationship and the way like it just changed so much in my life that maybe that opened the door doing that one thing opened the door. I, not that I do it all the time, but I do it when I recognize it now or I do it. Right. It it made me feel good. I hope it made him feel good. It seems like it, and we're really polar opposites. Like I mean, he's 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 an older black guy, very nice gentleman, but like we couldn't be on up more opposite sides of the spectrum, and now. We'll sit out there and hang out bullshit and, and help each other out all the time. It's it's hilarious how that works. Yeah. Have you guys ever like sat down and talked about your disagreements and like figured out like maybe why you were freaking out at each other? 
Yeah, well, yeah, he kind of, he kind of, he actually used to be an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic younger. I think he has about 20 years sober now, but, um, uh, still an alcoholic. What was that? Still an alcoholic, man. We all yeah. got the same traits. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what he said. You know, even though I've had 20 years, I still got, I still got my issues. Yeah. And, uh, anger, anger seems to be the same one we have in common and pride, you know, like I'm the, like a pissing contest type of deal. We both explode. We both got to get louder than each other, prove each other wrong. And, and you know, we that seems to be the common trait is anger. It's because I feel like it's like the easiest emotion to express. Yeah. It's easy to yell at somebody or uh, like hit somebody, whatever. Like it, that's the easy one. To, <laughs> and like, and then I would say like happiness but then, like, especially as, like, a man, like, expressing sadness or expressing, like, emotion or empathy in, like, certain areas is, like, difficult because, like, our pride and ego kind of, like, gets in the way a little bit. And you got to you gotta kind of take a step back and realize, like, maybe it's not about me. Maybe, yeah, it's, no, about you're right. maybe it's about my wife. Like, I have to yeah. express these emotions to them or to her or whoever to let them know, like you can you understand where they're coming from you can feel their pain you can connect with them yeah yeah that's your your 100 on point like you know anger is the easiest one by far to express mm -hmm. and it makes you it, it kind of validates you as a man makes you feel good immediately it's like it's like a drug it's instant gratification yeah. you know but but putting yourself vulnerable telling somebody how how you feel and listening and taking in the information they give back is is extremely difficult. And my girl stopped going with me to uh, stores during COVID when COVID first started because uh, with the mask situation, and I would wear the thing, but I didn't like when people would tell me to put it on. And that's when yeah. I would explode with anger. And I'd be yeah. in the middle of Wawa cursing people out. And then that happens a couple of times. And now my girl won't go to the store with me. Holy shit. <laughs> like, I didn't realize how much that, I felt good doing it. Yeah. Uh, how much that affected her. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? I, I I can, uh, it was me, dude. Well, uh, it was sort of like me because I feel like I, I didn't wear the mask at all. And I stopped being told to wear the mask because I walked in with that much confidence that I wasn't putting one on. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead serious, dude. It came to a point where like it, I would never, nobody would tell me to put one on because I literally, would, when I first started it, I would walk in and I'd walk into the store and I'd kind of like look away from the guy that is supposed to tell you. And then I got to a point where like I'm walking in and I'm looking dead in the eye and I'm just, I'm going. And I wouldn't yeah, wear it. And I, but it, I had to reflect on it a lot because I was always like, why don't I want to wear it? Am I, am I not wearing it because I don't like being told what to do? Am I not wearing, like, what is my reasoning behind this? Am I doing it for me? Am I doing it for uh, everybody? And what am I, why am I doing this? Like, why don't I just do it? You know what I mean? Like, it's really not that big of an asshole. And for me, my, my old man passed away during COVID uh, from pancreatic cancer. And he, uh, when he was in hospice and in hospitals uh, throughout this, right? So I, I, my, my son, what really got me was on his birthday. They wouldn't let my son in the hospital to see him because he wasn't 18. Mm. 
And that day forward was the last time that I followed any COVID rule. And that did it for me because I don't think that I did. I just didn't think it was, I didn't think people should not be able to see their family. And I thought that wearing a mask in Wawa was, was, uh, was part of it right like i know it people look at me like i'm nuts like no dude that's why why it's hot it no it's all the same thing it, it's no different these rules are universal and if we keep doing it this is what happens we we now yeah. we can't see, i can't see my dad and my dad and my son were like best friends that's so like, great it was hard dude but yeah i'm so sorry to hear that that's exactly what what i i fear is something like that. My grandmother was in the nursing home at the time. She's still alive, but like, I felt like going down that road of following these rules and, and get let, letting people who don't even know us, don't even know our stories, dictate what I can or can't do. My family is dangerous. It's not. That's that's horrible what you went through, and that's there was no reason for that. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, and they do the just to watch the. I did like. So many people would walk in the hospital and i'd watch they'll be told they can't go up and they would just say why are you serious and then turn around and i'm like why are we so like why like there's 10 of us just what in the last 10 minutes just did like there's got to be hundreds of us right like there's got to be hundreds of us and why why is why aren't we all here right now trying to to make a difference like why are you doing this to people but so for me dude it it was all about that like i lost my job i got fired because i wouldn't wear the mask i I was a bank manager i wouldn't wear the mask i wouldn't tell people to come in i wouldn't tell them to put a mask on and all my employees at the time hated uh donald trump so they're like immediately Uh, i don't have a mask on and they're like you're a trump guy so they reported me to hr every single day Every day I got written up and I was well, like, you know what? Guy, you're all these other instant phobes that they, they just assume automatically too. Exactly. And it was all women in, in the branch. Yeah. But at the same time, dude, like I, and I still don't look at that situation as I was being picked on. And I, I don't, I think I should have gotten fired. I think I knew that, that I was going to get fired. Yeah. Um, yeah going in. But I knew that that was the consequence of what my actions were going to be. So for anybody, when people are like, I got fired because I stood up for this or stood up for that. And it's like, no, you got fired because you decide you made that decision to do this. You did it. You got yourself fired. I made the decisions I made knowing this is a possible consequence, but I'm willing to take it because I'm going to do what I believe in uh, over what I what I believe. Exactly. I did what I believed in. I wasn't going outside of that just for a paycheck. Yeah. Right. Like I wasn't going to do it. And I know most people couldn't do that. Right. And that's why people were listening to all the rules because they can't afford that. They can't do that. So I was like, I'm going to do it because I know most people can't. And at the yeah. time I could, um, it probably got me nowhere. I don't know who it helped or, <laughs> you know, I don't think they uh, released the mask mandate for me. I no. don't think, but I, I did what I believed in and I can sleep with myself at night knowing yes. And that's what matters, right? Yeah, like I'm not going exactly to bed at night regretting it. Right? Yeah. I'm not. I, I, I don't. And that's what I try to do for the most part is with everything in life is like if I believe in something and I 
and I think it's important to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it as long as it's not harming other people. That's like, right. I'm not, that's, that's it. I'm not out to to harm anybody. Um, you know, but I don't know, man. Just just looking back on everything, bro. Like it's kind of crazy how you have a very similar story, and we haven't seen each other in <laughs> a long time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get, let me get, let me back up again. Do you have, um, was there like a, a really, I guess it's cliche, but a rock bottom time? Like, was there a time that you really were like down on your luck? Like, did you do something? Were you stuck somewhere? Was like, is there something out there that uh, might be able to help somebody else by, you know? There wasn't, I mean, there wasn't a specific time that I could call a rock bottom. It seems like rock bottom got drug out for years. For me, it was more of a, a like a, somebody opened up a door and I saw the light type of deal. Like I felt like I was always at the bottom and finally saw the light. And from that point on, move forward. Like, like uh, you know, I, uh, I mean, to be honest, my girl giving me a chance was kind of, the the light like wow somebody has faith faith in me somebody thinks that I could do it somebody actually trusts me and my thing was I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let her down like I can't I want to prove to myself I can do it I want to make my family proud so it was it was more like given the opportunity because when you're struggling and when you're moving from room to room in Philly or jail to jail or fucking a homeless shelter there's no there's like there was no motivation to to do well I didn't I didn't have anything to look forward to every day. Like I, I do well for a little bit, which well is, you know, it's an objective term, but like I come home to an empty room with nothing every night. Like there was no reason. I had no reason to live kind of deal. I, and her giving me the chance gave me uh kind of kind of a reason to 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 really try, like give somebody some like I wanna be I wanna be good for somebody else too. I wanna make somebody else happy. And gave me the motivation to try to make somebody happy. And then in turn made myself happy doing it, mm. you know, but I, my motivation kind of started with, with an uh, outside source, not, not necessarily for myself. I think we all need a spark. Yeah. I don't know, but I, to tell you the truth, man, like my spark was definitely my wife, right? Like she, I'm with you with, with the same thing. Same. Um, and my wife was never like, you need to, you have to, Yeah. it was never any of that. It was always like, and I guess I'm, I'm kind of grateful. It's kind of sad to say, but she has a lot of family that, uh, do you know, uh, Wilby? Yeah. Yeah. He lived up in Normandy. Yeah. I married his little sister. Oh, no kidding, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny as hell. They don't look alike, one. dude. <laughs> they don't look alike. And, uh, he definitely hit her from us. I don't know. Did you ever meet her? No, no. Yeah, he, I know, probably he for a reason. Me neither, dude. I didn't know he had a sister. He's got three of them. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. It, and uh, so anyway, so her brother obviously had his, his issues. And she had uh, one of her uncles actually ran runs a, um, what do you call them, houses? Halfway house? Is that what you call them when you, like a sober house or whatever? Yeah. yeah. Sober house. So yeah. yeah, so he has one, he does, he has one of them because he, got sober for uh, when he was younger. He opened up one of them houses in Delaware. So she was very um, familiar with, uh, you know, addiction and uh, alcoholism, where yeah. my family is more like, 
uh, we're alcoholics and we're all not going to talk about it. Yeah. And yeah. the one, whoever is an alcoholic, we'll just talk about them when we get home. Yeah. And yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? Like, but my family was so close. We, I do. I just such, I'm so grateful for that. Like I, my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, like, we were so close, dude. Like we're still close to this day. And I'm so grateful for that because like my wife, they're not like her family's not that close. They're, they're you know, she has half sisters, all like all yeah. of that. And I'm like, I just, it's crazy to me that like somebody from like, it took somebody with that perspective to open my eyes to it and just constantly be like, Hey, do you ever think you're going to a, and I'd be like, Hey, hey dude, I'm not shooting dope. I'm literally not shooting dope. I don't need that. And then when I finally, when I finally went for the first time, I went there to learn to drink, you know, like I thought I could go there. Like I see the guys outside and I'm like, if you drive by an AA meeting, you especially, uh, uh, what the hell was the one called on uh what was that one called right in, on uh like frankfurt and commonish like, i believe life or death uh, yeah life or death you drive by life or death dude like those dudes look like they're drinking beer out front of the thing like they don't look like they're sober well, that yeah, there's a bar right next to it <laughs> right but, they, yeah. but that's what life or death really was there's people in there that were fucked up like got fucked up and came in there but so i thought okay these guys know they're learning how to drink I'm going to go and I'm going to go and learn how to do it the right way. That didn't work, obviously. And I did end up getting sober. But when I decided to get sober and I actually called Fat Dan um, randomly, dude, like I it just we were sitting outside. I was not having a bad day. I didn't have a bad week. Me and my wife were just sitting out there drinking twisted teas. And I said, I'm calling. I'm going to text Dan. I'm going to go to AA this time. I'm going to do it. And I texted him and he's dude. He was literally like, I'll pick you up at 9 a.m. tomorrow. I got a big book meeting oh, and I, right there. I was like, fuck, why'd I do this? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. but I also think that he knew that I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's why he uh, said, I'll be there at nine o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then dude, like Dan saved my life. I owe him so much. I text him randomly all the time telling him, dude, I'm here because of you. Like without you, I won't be here. And he'd always be like that. Dude, he's such a humble dude. I love Dan. Oh. Yeah. And love Dan. Sounds, I stopped seeing fat Dan. Like right after high school, literally when he got better, I stopped seeing him. But I always saw him on Facebook. I always saw him doing well. And, and even though he doesn't know it, he was an inspiration to show yeah, that. To like, so many people. And do it. Yeah. You know? How old was he? Probably 19, maybe. He was young. Yeah. He was young. And never went back. Never looked back, yeah. dude. For him wow, to cut off better. all of us. He just yeah. cut yeah. everybody yeah. off. And we, dude, I remember, like, especially like, I'm not going to say his name, but especially like some people would text him some fucking mean shit. Like, fuck you, Dan. You ain't coming around. Fuck you. He took that. Like he had to listen to everybody do that to him. And the dude yeah. stayed away. I don't like to do that at 19 years old blows yeah. my goddamn mind. Especially how, how, how not deep in the game he was, but about how like he was, he was getting banged up, you know? Yeah, like, if not like just as bad, if not as the rest of us, like I can't yeah. I couldn't imagine doing it. Like I said, even though he doesn't know it, like I, I mean, I can't be the only one that saw him doing well and thought he was an inspiration throughout the years. Like not even once, right. twice, just throughout the years. Like, I, I was always like, damn, Fat Dan did it. Like I know I could do it. It's crazy, dude. Like you know, but the same goes for you, right? Like I don't, we, you don't know the impact you, you do. You don't understand the impact that you have on other people 
when you're doing things, like he never talked to Mike Gennel and said, Hey dude, maybe you should get sober. Did it is. He just yeah. did it. He did it. He got sober. Right. And people saw it. Yeah. And that right there, dude, changed so many people's lives that they, you like, they might not even know that he's the reason you, that they got sober. He's yeah, the yeah, one yeah. that you might yeah. never even put it two and two together, but he played a part in it just because he did it. Not because he told other people what to do. Not because of any of that. Just simply because he did it. That's it. Yeah. And admiring his life and admiring his courage is what made it, you know, like that. It's incredible to think about how many people he's really affected just by doing that. Yeah. It's the truth, bro. I, I never even, like, this is the first time that I thought all of these things you brought it up. I didn't realize that, honestly, but it's so true. Yeah. So true, dude. It really is. And that's awesome. Yeah. that you bring that up and you can actually look back and think that I, and maybe you were in jail or whatever. And fat Dan's name popped in your head and you're like, yeah. Damn, I could do it. He did it. You know, yeah, like he did it. And his life is amazing. Like, I, I, I got it. I got to give it a real shot. You and I, dude, I, I hope you, I, what, what goals do you have, man? You said you have in the beginning of this, when we were talking, you're like, Hey, I don't have much dude, but I love what I do have. And I'm yeah. still trying to get better. Do you have like, do, do you have a, a goal you're trying to, to accomplish? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what is I mean, it that I you're tried, trying to do? I tried last year. I love, I enjoy what I do for work. I do uh, heating air conditioning, mostly installs. But um, about a year, year and a half ago, I got together and I got licensed by the state of New Jersey. And um, <clears throat> I was trying to start my own business. And I had two guys I worked with that kind of, led full circle like one service guy and another older guy who was doing installs for the past 40 years so we were an ace team but uh my goal ultimately is to um start my own business and, and be successful it didn't work out it worked out for a while but uh our one buddy he he was a recovering addict and he passed away you know he went back one more time and passed away and then the other guy had two kids and didn't want to take the step. But it came to when we were busy enough to where he had, a, I quit my job to do it 100%. Mm. And when it was time for him to do it, because we were too busy, he, you know, he has two kids. He just didn't feel comfortable taking the step, which I was mad at him at the time, but I totally understand now. Yeah. But like, it, it, it's possible. I, anyway, that's my goal to, to, to start that and have kids. We're trying to have kids. And I hope God blesses us with that. And we foster dogs to try to save as many dogs as we can. You know, sometimes it's a zoo in here, but <laughs> always helping family. Like, it's just so much just to be, uh, to, to make up for the lost time, I guess, and to be a good, just be a good person, you know. But I want to, I want to do HVAC. I want to have my own company. That's like my main goal. And that takes some courage, man. I, dude, it gets weirder and weirder every time you freaking speak. I tried to, <laughs> I tried to start my own business when I got fired, dude. It's fucking. Oh, shit. Yeah, I got, I, I went, to, I actually, like, I filed it, I had it going, it was for financial coaching, created my whole, like, this whole website, I had everything, I had everything I really needed to do until it came time to do, right, oh. so, like, it was so hard for me, and I'll tell you why it was so hard for me, was because, so, financial coaching, my background's in finances, investment planning, um, and banking, oh, wow. yeah. and, that's where I, I got fired from. And I never really fully, I did fully embrace that culture for a while until I saw uh, what I was really doing to people. 
when like I was the top salesman all the time doing things that I was basically manipulated to believe is good for these people, right? Like I just, I didn't really under fully understand it. And I don't think you really can fully understand it until you have the experience yeah, so that you, yeah. it's not only having the experience myself, but the more people I talk to, the more experience I'm taking in as well, right? So like when I'm having conversations with people, um, I'm learning about their experience, which is giving me more experience as oh, long yeah, as I'm yeah. listening. Yeah. Um, so by doing that is when I finally realized maybe I wasn't doing, I was, I thought I was doing the right thing for everybody, right? It was when I realized that I wasn't actually keep, like it, they weren't top of mind. The sale was always top of mind. Yes. And I was you just connecting dots. The company over the person, but. Right, but I know that at the time. I didn't. So then I, when I realized that I kind of fell off, dude, because I wouldn't sell anything. And then I found my way. I found out how to do it. I found yeah. I found the way that I was able to do better than what I was doing. And then that's when I made it to that's when I started to get licensed and I made it to all the way to branch manager at my own branch. Um, because I was doing it in a way that I felt morally okay with myself every day and I loved it and I loved it because I was terrible with money but so when I started this business my issue was the people I wanted to help were people without money so how do I how do I charge these people what do I charge them yeah how can you in the kindness of your heart or the in your heart feel good about doing that right and I know I need to make a living correct yeah I have to feed my family so I yeah. have to make money, but I just couldn't find that that balance because it what because that's what big businesses are good at yeah. finding that balance to where people don't notice that it's happening. They're just doing their job. So, you know, I I gotta, just, I, I'm sorry, I got a question for you then because I do this to myself all the time, like with neighbors and and recommendations. People recommend me to do work. You know, the AC is broken. I get there, and. Uh, I know in my heart that it really wasn't a big deal for me to do it. It might be like 20 degrees out and I fixed their heater and I end up not charging them anything, even though I spent three hours there and I do it all the time. Like I, I can't find it. I can't find a middle ground to, to feel good about like, I'm just happy they got their heat on, you know, yeah. at the same time, my family needs to eat too. And what number do I call them? I can't give you a number. No, not a specific number, but how do you, you need to find like a like a base rate for like across the board for everybody like like for calls like that like like that's like your service call. Yeah. So like even if it's something like stupid easy that it's going to take you like twenty minutes or like three hours whatever, but it's like something simple that you can do. You got to find like a base rate that like you can just charge as like as like a service call as long as you're not like having to like use like a bunch of material from your truck then yeah, like that yeah. obviously the rate would increase but like if you could find like a like a base rate that seems reasonable uh, across the board i think that would help my my reasonable rate is like, like all these companies and all the companies i work for my rate that i think is fair is probably like a quarter of what any other company charges so it's it's you know it, it's people tell me i'm selling myself short all the time and all this that and the third but just, I still do. I feel good about myself, though. You know, I spent, I, I used a $15 part. I was there for a half hour. I'm not going to charge them 500 bucks. I'm going to charge them, you know, 50 bucks. 
and then you get home and you're, you're feeling good. And then the bills roll in and then then something happens where you get a bill. And that's when you start thinking about, man, how do, what, why do I keep giving people this for free? And then on top of it, nobody's doing it for you. Right. And that's why people uh, like you get taken advantage of so easily. um, That's what it seems like. But, but what happens, man, is from my perspective is, you you can completely you can completely flip sides because you're gonna be you can you can go from doing everything for for free to doing everything for extra cost or not doing it at all for them yeah. and that's because that's what we all we're, we don't have that balance right yeah but what what I would my recommendation to you is follow your heart. Follow your heart, but when you're following your heart, make sure that your family's in there too. Yeah, or yeah, you know, you're 100 right. That's a, that's a better way to think about it. You know, Instead because about it for me, it's not it's not it's really not, not just you too. Like the person that you're talking to that might be giving you a sob story or whatever you know, whatever it may be. Yeah, I, I think keeping in mind when it's happening, it, I need to put food on the table too. You don't have to say that, but like huh. that needs to be part of your, okay, th- I, I'm going to charge you this. I need to put food on the table too. And yeah. I am worth this. This was my time. I gave it to you. Um, and mo- you got to remember too, man, most people are just trying to get over on you. So that sob story, that, yeah. that, that whole thing, dude, like that it is, they just want to get over on you because those same people are the people that are a victim to everything. Yeah. Right. So, so you can also look at it that way, well, which helped right. me, which helped me too, is, is that victim mentality that they're giving me. I'm not helping them if I'm, if I'm treating them like they are the victim still. The oh, only way I can really help them is if I do, trying to put this in good words here and not sound like an an asshole because some people do have it hard right but what i mean is what i mean is there's there's so many people out there that everything that happens to them is not their fault and that they need help and you need to help them and they guilt trip they make you feel guilty and you do it right but that person that's doing that is probably doing it all the time and and they're getting it all the time that's why they're doing it and that's why they're still doing it and their life's not going to get any better. So yeah. to do so, to figure out a way to ask for money to to, to 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 still charge to do something to not participate in their victim mentality is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, no, that's you, you are helping them even though you know you're not. And it don't get me wrong, bro. This is hard for me to do, but that's the only way that I like now. I sell insurance. Okay. So I need to feed my family. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to give you a product you don't need, but I'm not going to play into, I'm not playing into like little things. My family's on the top of mind. You, this product is good for you. And I'm, I'm going to, you're, you're I'm going to ask you about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like things like that. So yeah. 
throw your family into the mix of your train of thought versus whatever they, they I'm almost distracted by their problems, all their yes. problems. I forget about mine because I want to help them now, you know, and, and I forget that I got problems too. Like, and also ask yourself, ask yourself, is it, are you really trying to help them or are you trying to forget about yours? Little, oh, definitely both. Yeah. Am I trying to make myself feel better? and forget about my life for a little bit and, and you, that's probably because i found that i do that i found that i was doing that a lot too where when i get myself involved in other people's problems that i have no business being in mm-hmm. just to avoid my problems and it looks like i'm trying to help them and i am probably helping them but what i'm really doing is avoiding mine yeah, and, wow. I'm, and I'm not acting like I'm just doing everything for everybody else until the, until the house crumbles. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're, that's a very, very valid point. That's so I, th- I think when, when it's happening, maybe ask yourself that too. Like, am I, am I, and you might not know the act. I don't know the answer most of the time. You know, I don't know which one it is. I don't, I don't know, but I know it's a possibility that I'm doing this because I, I'm trying to avoid my problems. And I think that's, if you think about a lot of people that involve themselves in a lot of other people's problems and try to, I'm fighting for this and that and this and that, it's just because they don't want to, they don't want to take on their personal problems. They want to take on world problems and they haven't taken on their own yet. Well, it's easier to give advice than take advice. You know, all these people that, that are fighting for all this justice and all this, whichever side of the aisle you're on. If you're going that much out your way to, to fight for these causes that really don't even affect you and don't affect your personal life, like what are you running from? You got to be running from something in your own life that, I did that can't be healthy. I did it, dude. I did it. I was there for a good year or so. I was on that MAGA train. Yeah. And I was, and I was, I was choo-chooing on that MAGA train. And Perfect. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't intentionally doing it. I didn't fully embrace him or anything he was really doing it started with me questioning people that hated him as to why they hate him to the questions i was asking them other people saw that loved trump that started to listen to me and then when people started to listen to me i subconsciously started to get worse and worse because people were listening to me and it just wasn't healthy all around. It's almost like boosting your ego. Right. And it happens quickly. Yeah. When people are, when people start becoming your echo, right? Yeah. Like when people start becoming your echo, it's so easy to keep going down that path. And I just think that like those, that's why when I, that's why I started this podcast was to talk to people, have conversations with people and not attack them or tell you you're wrong or right. Um, and I always get into the more, uh, personal things like the responsibility, your responsibility in the situation and the, the consequences, your consequences. So what are, what are you going to face if you do make this decision? Not what is this entire world going to have to face? Yeah, yeah. Can you put your head down at night knowing that you did something like that or that you're going to do this or because you brought up a great point with Dan, with Dan. Dan did not tell you what to do. Dan was not talking to you. 
He wasn't giving you any advice whatsoever. It was his actions, it, yeah, his actions right. that yeah. made you do what that his act. That's it. He didn't have to yeah, tell you anything, man. right? So sometimes it's more of what are you just doing and 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 just do. So just be that person instead of trying to tell the world to be what you think is the perfect world. We just need to do it and do yeah. it and actually so lead do by it. example. Yeah, and you, and might it's so hard. Who, you might not know who who sees it. Could be a complete stranger in the store. Could be uh, anybody. You have, you have no idea. Yeah, it could be such a major influence on their life, even a minor influence. But those minor influences snowball, and, and it could potentially, you know, just by doing the right thing. One, I mean, as corny as it sounds, one day at a time. You know, doing it. trying to be the better person every day, trying to better yourself every day. If you, just do the right thing. Like, it doesn't matter yeah. which side of the aisle thinks it's right or which side thinks it's wrong. But as long as it's morally, you're you're more your moral compass is pointing north, and you're trying your best. Thank I you. think that's that's a great start. At least you'll never exactly. get to the line, but you'll be always progressing forward. That's right, dude. The, the your 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 morals, right? Like it, I said it in the last podcast I did with. Uh, um, the guy I had on that I, I didn't necessarily agree with a lot of what he was saying, um, but who am I to tell him he's wrong? I, I'm not. I'm, I'm in yeah. no place to tell the dude that I think you're wrong. Um, but like, I think that for me, I know I'm when I'm right and wrong when I go to bed at night. When I go to bed at night and I put my head down, what I did wrong is in there and it's happening and yeah. I'm alone and I'm the one that has to deal with it, not you. So when I do things, I'm not going to do the wrong thing because everybody else is doing the wrong thing because all of you are going home at night. And I believe this, that you're all going home at night and you're doing the same thing I'm doing. But then when we get up and we're together, we don't have to realize that it was bad because now we all think it's good. But then we go back home and we lay down and we're like, yeah. maybe that wasn't good. And you're all alone. That's, you're that's all alone it. again, man. And now, now can you live with it? Can that's, you live with hard. it? Yeah. Every night, every night you run through, at least I do, I run through my day or run through even the week even, but of things that, that I, I should have handled that better. I should have this better. I just during throughout the day on my daily routine. So I don't think about it one bit, but it's not so at night when I lay down that, that it really starts, you know, you start playing Eating things you. back. Yeah. And then the yeah, next morning, half the time, I forget all about it. But it, my my goal is to try to remember those things. Try to remember it, like you know what kept me up a little bit last night, and, and to try to notice it next time it comes up or apologize to somebody, which I have to do fairly often. But it's getting easier the more I do it. Yeah, it does. It gets a little easier. You just sometimes I think it gets easier to like do apologies and things. But what it gets harder to do is, uh, you know, it was hard to admit. I was wrong at things early. Yeah. But I do think it gets even, I think it gets harder now. Like it's harder now for me to see where I'm wrong now, where I'm at. Why? I, I don't know. Um, I just feel like I went through a very long span of seeing a lot of wrong to not necessarily, um, I don't know. I, and maybe honestly, it's because I don't know if I'm right either. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm, I, I, maybe that's why, maybe it's because I don't think I'm right, but I don't, I don't think I'm right. Like I, I, I don't have it absolute. I'm not absolutely right. I don't think yeah. I'm absolutely right anymore where I used to think I was absolutely right. And there's no way I'm wrong. 
So maybe yeah. that's why I always, maybe that's why it's harder for me to say I'm wrong because I won't even say I'm right. Does yeah, that make sense? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. So maybe, maybe that is it, man. You know? I yeah, you don't do. know if you're right or wrong 100%. So, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. And, like, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, I know, like, it, the crazy stuff I say and my crazy ideas, I don't think they're 100% right. And even the stuff I think is, is morally good, morally justified, am I really right? Is that the right thing exactly. to do? Exactly. And it eats you up when you, after you do it. Yeah. Right? Because yep. then, then he's like, was I right? Was I wrong? When I started to get that was when I was like, you know what, if I'm if I'm sitting here having to figure out if I'm right or wrong for saying that, let me ask myself this. How did this benefit me by doing that? And if oh, I right. can't find a benefit, I'm like, I need to stop doing that. Yeah. 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 Was yeah. there any benefit to saying that even though you feel like you were right, you were 100 percent in the right. If it gave you no benefit, it's almost like you're just doing it for pride or satisfaction. You're just trying to prove a point. Right. Like I'm like, and look at me, look what I, I just said that Yeah, I said it. And then you get an echo chamber because there's going to be people that agree with you and they, and you know, and it feels likes and all that bullshit. And I don't care about none of that. I just, I, you know, and I still do it. Like, don't, you know, when I say these things, just like the people with that are constantly saying uh, with the self-motivation, self-help stuff, I'm not saying I'm not flawed. Like, I still do these things, people. I still do them. It's just trying to recognize it to do it less. That's that's yeah. kind of the key. And there's things that are out there that a lot of the things that we're worried about today as a society really are insane, if you ask me. It's like I, just... I mean, I, I follow, like, I, I, that's where I came back to this point of, like, you know, the Ten Commandments seem like the, the, the guidebook to, you know, love thy neighbor, respect your parents, the basic little things, you know, that seems to be, in my mind, as an analyst, you know, there's stuff I'm missing, but, you know, worrying about which bathroom you're going to use or what pronoun you're going to use or if right, this dude. Gone, doesn't really seem relevant. Are you holding the door for the guy behind you in line? Are you saying please and thank you to the cashier? You know, like things, little things add up. And that, that, that kind of, those little things, make, you know, make, I think they deter, I don't know. They, they I, I notice when people don't do it, like when somebody doesn't hold the door for the person behind them, but I think, well, that yeah. person is living in, like, not living in sin, but, that guy's, that guy's kind of a dick. You know what I – but you know what, dude? I used to do that too. I try my hardest not to judge other people, and I feel less judged by doing it. So the, the less I judge other people, the less I feel judged. That makes sense. Right? So, like, if I'm that calling sense. that guy a piece of shit for not holding the door or whatever, it was because I – I'm afraid to be called a piece of shit for not opening the door, not because I wanted to open the door. <laughs> yeah, you know you're what right. I mean? Like yeah. I, I want to do it because I want to open the door for you. I want to be that person. I don't want to just not be the person that's not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, I feel like that aspect of like stuff like that, I feel like it's just like common decency to like hold the door for somebody, especially if they got like their hands full or something like that. Like, I feel like it's just like, what you're supposed to do as like a person is like to treat another person. Yeah. You know what I yeah. want to do, man? 
are, are you interested in, in doing a one, at least one book review with us? Me? Yeah, you want to do like a, a, at least one series of it? That oh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to yeah, pick I'd a book. To, man. I'm going to pick a book that I think we're all going to, that you'll really enjoy. It'll be uh, multiple, probably three or four episodes, though, because maybe even more. It's very, it's a very good book. Do you know who Jordan Peterson is? Uh, of course, yeah. I, I really respect what he has to say. He, he, he seems like he's coming from a base point of view and not partisan to either side. He, he gets labeled partisan, but he seems like he's kind of straightforward. Yeah, you know, I, I, I find myself questioning him more now because I do really? feel like I do, like now, like him himself now. I think he, 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 he used to not be all over. He used to not be famous. So like this dude got famous after being a college professor in his yeah. like, 60s. You know, like that's that's a lot to just become a global name well, it was overnight. Quickly too. That's what I mean. So like imagine being 60 and a college professor and then becoming a global sensation. Um, I think that is going to play a part in the things you say and do, and you're going to say and do things that sometimes just trigger attention. Like uh, yeah, he tweeted the last he, recent things. Well, he tweeted out a, a thing with the swimsuit model for um, yeah, Sports Illustrated, and he's like, this is not beautiful, right? That goes back to your question of how did that benefit you? How does that benefit you? Did it. Right, and how many it people – how many how many people are out there right now on Twitter saying, look at that fat thing? Look, there's probably millions of that. I don't yeah. need Jordan Peterson. He this intellect that I look for for like these deep, deep thoughts to be yeah, telling yeah. me that that that's and she was beautiful. She was just a big girl. Yeah. But that's where I get into that. My, like he did that because he gets attacked so much from that side that they might do something simple like that where he's reacting. So I just started to question. It's not that I don't, I love what he still says a lot of times, but I still look at it like he could easily, he could easily make a lot of people do things that he wouldn't have done five years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just careful, but he wrote a book called uh, the 12 rules for life. And uh, I'm going to talk to Mike and see if he's down to read that book because it is, um, it's a, it changed my life. That's the book that changed my life. Is it an older book by him? Uh, yeah. So he just came out with a new one. That's the, um, uh, the anecdote to, or be, it's called Beyond Order. Um, he has the 12 rules for life was before that. And then one before that, which I have over there too, is uh, Maps of Meaning which is a deep, deep book. So like, I won't do that to you, but the 12 rules for life is, is simplified. Uh, it's very detailed. Don't get like, it's, it's a big book, but it's, yeah. it's life changing. Okay. I'm hundred percent on board. I can always, I, I'm always into learning more. Just expanding my own knowledge, my own uh, looking for self-reflection on myself too. That, you know, talking to you guys is, is, is is great for that. Like, like I never thought about half the questions that, that you asked. I never really personally thought about about myself. Vice versa, like the stuff I hear you guys say I went through changed you changed my perspective on a lot. And you changed mine today, dude, just by having yeah. this conversation for it. That's what happens. That's the benefit of having a conversation. One of yeah. Jordan one of Jordan Peterson's rules in that book 
is when you are talking to somebody, even if you don't agree with them or whatever it may be, like you go into every conversation with the intention that that person you're about to talk to knows something that you don't know that you should know, no matter what it is. Yeah, exactly. everybody knows everybody knows something that that I don't know. You could learn off everybody just by having a conversation. Exactly, dude. So why aren't we having conversations? Why are we on Twitter and Facebook talking on no context with just words? Like, why won't people talk? I invite so many people on this podcast, brother. I'm messaging people. people they don't deny. They won't answer. They won't come on. So, For like. Sure your post that you made, that's the kind of post I look for. And that's who I asked to come on. I look for posts that are very triggering an emotion of people. And I go in and I start messaging, Hey, because that's the person I want to talk to. I want to talk to people that have, um, that are passionate about something that I think is worth talking about and actually having a conversation. Does that make yeah. sense? But I, I grew up with you and I was way more interested in hearing your story than I was to talk about that. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised when you first contacted me, I thought we were going to go down that route. But I, I, this is great. This is even better. This is healthier. And we can always come back and have a conversation about that if you'd like. But I, yeah. I'm way more into people's experience than like something like 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 that. Like even the abortion stuff. Like I'm not really all into that. I really don't have that big of an opinion on it. I think it's important to have a conversation about it, though. Oh, 100. Right. So but to dedicate your life to it and spaz out over, it's not healthy. Exactly. That's my point. So like, if you watch that podcast, I was upset with myself a few times, not really for just things that I was like, I should have, you know, asked more about. But that's why I like these conversations too, because I can go watch this a year from now and I can yeah. say, damn, I could have said this and that and this. I learned more from rewatching my episodes about myself than anything. Cause I, dude, I have 40, 40 out, maybe more than that now, of conversation in the last year. And then yeah. the questions you, you ask, and like you just said, the questions you think about, you should have asked, you can do it down the road. You can do it Ex on the next one. Exactly. Yeah. That's the point, right? Like, yeah. I'm never fully satisfied with an episode because I'm like, damn, I could have did this. I should have did that. I could have, could have, could have, could have, could have, could have. So I always just, now I just kind of post it and I rewatch it and I learn from it and, you know, it, it'll come up again. Yeah, I love it, man. I love what you're doing. I love that Eddie's down there with you. That's so cool to see. Yeah, man. I can't yeah, believe both married with kids. I believe I missed all that. <laughs> I, only have, guys. I only have Thank three, you. man. You only have three? That's it, dude. Jeez, dude. I still got you beat with dogs, but you're I told you up. she doesn't. I told you she doesn't look like her brother, bro. She got me trapped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> Oh, God. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be I, got lucky, Thank God. I got lucky, man. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I got a beautiful wife that is absolutely got the best heart of any human being I've ever met in my life. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. How, I didn't know that that kind of person exists. I got very lucky. I don't know what. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't I, know I, God I was like, you. hey, here you go, Bill. But. He did, or she did, or it did, whatever you want to call it, whatever pronoun God is. It was, to be honest, it's. I think of it as it was an opportunity for you, though. Like you did it too. I did, man. I know, but you know, I, my wife, dude, I'll give credit to constantly because 
is the truth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, same same here. Like without her, without her, I, I have no idea where the fuck I'd be. I hear you, brother. Is there anything? Is there anything else you want to share before we get off? Uh, get off me. I, I don't even know how long this one's been. I I love these fucking conversations about just talking. Yeah, yeah. Forever, I'm, I'm it, it. Have but, anything um, else you want to share before uh, before we get off here? Not, nothing, nothing specific. Nothing that comes to mind directly. Just I'm very, very happy to get back in touch with you. So very, very happy to see what you're doing and to see you and Eddie are doing well down there. Like, that's incredible. It's, it's almost like the Fat Dan thing. Like it's just good to see people that are just like me do well. Man. You know, it gives you faith. It gives you courage. It gives you strength. And that's incredible. Man. That's the point, man. That's the goal. That is the goal, man. I I really appreciate all all the kind words, man. I I do, um, you know. But I'm I'm no better or worse than you are, man. We're all where we are, right? And we're all just just try to get better. Don't don't look don't look like I don't look at people and try to say I'm trying to catch that. I, I don't I don't want to catch that. I just want to be better than than what's behind me. Uh, I don't um, want anything you guys have. I just want to be more. No, you, you don't yeah. trust me. I just want you to know that like the problems um, that you have, I still have the same problems. Yeah. It's just learning how to deal with them. That's all. I, I just feel like a lot of times people are like, my life's so good. I'm sober, married, get this, that, and third. And it's not, it's not all that good all the time. I just get to experience happiness a little bit more and actually when i am experiencing happiness i get to be in the moment for that happiness yeah. that's yeah. the only difference but all the bad shit that happens i still go through the bad shit it's all still there so when people are dealing with hard shit don't look at the person that you think is doing great as if they're not struggling at times because i guarantee they are you know yeah. sometimes i question whether the ones on uh, uh facebook and twitter that have the the best life ever on Facebook and Twitter. It's all bullshit. Quit. Yeah, yeah. I question that shit. Like, you can't bullshit. tell me that your life's great twenty four seven. Like get the hell out of here. Yeah, and go and but by doing that, man, do a little test of your own. Go scroll through yours. Yeah. Look at how many. I, I tell my wife all the time. You will be out somewhere, and she'll be like, "Smile, smile, room." <laughs> and I'm like, "We're creating <laughs> fake memories here." Yeah. The picture is gonna look like we were happy. Right. You're yelling at them. You know what I mean? You're like, yelling at me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the pictures yeah. are like deceiving almost because yeah. it's like we recreated that and we're not going to. Rem- I remember it because I'm always saying it. But, you know, <laughs> it's the truth, dude. It's the yeah. dead honest truth. We all do it. I see it. I, you see people doing it all the time. So uh, sir, just I- keep your head up, brother. You yeah. have inspired me more than you're going to know, dude, just by coming on here. This is not yeah, easy, awesome. dude. This is not easy. It's not easy having a conversation. It's not. It's 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 courageous, and um, it's always a good time, though, man. I hope you enjoyed it. Good. I had a blast. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. And uh, anybody listening here, man, uh, you know, reach out. Reach out to somebody. Ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, you DM me. You got Mike here. You got you got Eddie. Yep. Uh, just reach out you know, more than willing to have a conversation and, uh, you know, help you get through whatever it is that you need to get through. But there is going to be some responsibility on yourself as well to actually put that in motion, as you could hear from, uh, you know, Mike here. So if you like what you heard here, 
uh, and you want to be a guest, you can go ahead and DM me or go ahead and, uh, you know, catch our next episode by hitting the subscribe button, like the video. And if you hated it, you can still comment and just let me know how you, why you hated it. And, uh, I'll reflect on it, but, uh, thank you. Thanks for tuning in, Mike, especially thanks for, uh, coming in, brother. Thank you, bud. I will thank message you. Good you good you too, you man. Too, I'm, man. I'll message you, uh, uh, my number and everything. You will connect. All hey, right. That's awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. All right, brother. Have a good night, man. Tell your wife I said hi. Yeah, uh, we'll do. You do the same. All right, bro. See you later. All right, man. All right. Bye, guys. See you.